but it's been it's actually been quite um, an eventful week and I'm sitting here in my Lucy and Yak dungarees trying to decide whether I'm going to keep them or not because I've got a problem with the pockets they are very comfortable and I think I've actually uh, spilled some of my lunch down the front so that's probably uh, one reason they're not going to go back um, welcome to episode 107 of Mr. Bert Pods. Yes, it has been a quite an eventful week, actually. Uh, I've been on the go a bit. Um, it's a nice day today, I have to say, but it's going to get horribly hot later in the week, which is a bit annoying. Um, so, uh, I better put a shout out for the National Treasure at this point, because uh, they're quite needy. Um, I went for my, yeah, so we went back to normal today after the illness of last week. I don't know what that was all about, actually. Uh, so I did yoga with Adrian. Uh, I did three little sessions with her. I did, um, what was the first one? And the first one was begin. What I really like about her is she does quite advanced things and she does very simple basics things as well. And then she does some sort of like strengthening stuff and some more meditative stuff. She does a real mixture of stuff. And uh, can I say the word stuff one more time? And um, so I did a beginner's one, which was very grounding uh, and lovely until it all ended up sitting on the floor, which is uh, my, I just can't. And then um, then I did, uh, I think I did three with her actually. Then I did something which she said was going to be glorious and efficient. Uh, I don't think I need to say any more about that one. And then I did... Um, I did a core one, which was more of a uh, fast exercise, Joe Wicks type thing. So uh, I did that. I was quite. I did that quite well. Actually, I was quite pleased. So that was all lovely. And then I did a neck thing. She does this nice little like three four minutes uh, daily neck exercise, just because my neck is so tight. And when I do the exercise uh, with her, all I can hear is this awful crunching sound in my neck bones. It's probably my spine, isn't it? So I always find that slightly off-putting. Um, and then uh, I went for a run. So that was all exciting. I don't know why it was exciting. It wasn't really. It was just like a normal run. But I did a quite... I was quite quick today. I was a bit pleased about that, actually, because I went back to Ali Pali and I was doing more ups and downs and downs and ups. Uh, and it was nice weather, actually. I enjoyed it. And then I got back and I saw uh, the neighbour who was... Uh, and I can still see all the washing. Uh, put in washing out. We had a long chat. Um, they've just started listening to podcasts. Uh, so I was going to put uh, the title of this one as Annoying Neighbours and Noisy Children. So, yes, that was all quite nice, actually. Uh, and then um, what have I been up to? So it has been quite a busy week. Uh, when I say that, my mind always goes blank and I have absolutely no idea what I've been doing all week. So I have to refer to my diary, which is uh, by my side. So, uh, oh, Miss Whit. Lash, she's really happy at the moment because we've got Marks and Spencer's food. I didn't know Marks and Spencer did cat food, um, but they do. And apparently it's the most exciting thing ever. Um, she's practically licked the uh, picture off the bottom of the bowl. Although there is a bit left actually at the moment. And she was, she's now got into the habit of sitting next to me on the arm of the sofa uh, and going into sort of crouch position as she's about to attack something. This is when I'm eating. Uh, looking as she's going to spring forward and her little nose is just like sniffing its way near and near my food. She can forget that. It's not going to happen. Um, the other thing she's 
you know, I call him his wish whiplash. It's not a joke. Uh, not only is it when you're going to the toilet, so you're standing having a whittle, uh, she stands next to you and just whips the backs of your legs with a tail. She then moves off and whacks her tail into the bath, the side of the bath, which thumps loudly. Uh, and then yesterday we had a new one. I was sitting playing the piano and she just sat, stood by my legs and whacked the back of my leg as I was playing the piano. Um, so that's why she's called Miss Whiplash. So, um, yeah, what have I been doing? Uh, I'm looking at February, which of course isn't very helpful uh, when you're in June, is it? So, um, oh, I was looking at it thinking, I, I have no idea, I don't remember doing any of those things. So, uh, we've had some friends, well, they're not just my friends, they're someone else's friends, over from America. So we met up with them on Tuesday, I think. It was just lovely. Uh, they hadn't seen each other for a long, long time. And it uh, it was like them picking up as if they'd seen each other yesterday, which was really nice. So we sat in, um, where did we meet? We met somewhere and then we went off and did something somewhere. Uh, and then we, what did we, I can't remember where we met. Oh, I know, we met in Parliament Square, uh, very amusingly by Abraham Lincoln's uh, statue. And then we walked into St. James Park and had lunch and that was all very nice actually and um one of the little group did ask me as we were walking along around st james's path do people in england tend to walk on the left hand side or the right hand side of paths now this is a very good question actually because i get very angry about this uh, people seem to be completely incapable of walking on either side consistently walking on either side of pavements um and i get very annoyed about it because uh, i feel ooh, person and child I've never seen before because um, I just always seem to be the one that's dodging and weaving and getting around them uh, and I really do get fed up with people that walk side by side uh, on a two-person width pavement and then just make no effort to get you know walk behind the other person so you can get past um, so I did ask the American uh, for some feedback on that see what they thought but I haven't seen them since and I've forgotten I think they're going back soon so um, I'll leave that one with you um, I did Oh, I know what we did. We then went to, we had a walk around, is it Mayfair? You know, that sort of area south of Regent Street, Piccadilly. Uh, and I, and then up to Piccadilly. And then I said, oh, let's go into Fortnum and Mason's. They've got marvellous food halls, very famous food halls. Um, so we went into Fortnum and Mason's to look at the marvellous food halls. Uh, and they've changed them all. Uh, so they've ripped out all the beautiful tiles that used to be there. And of course, I got really angry. Um, so apparently it's had some makeover in 2000 and something or other, and I was completely outraged because obviously they were of historical value um, and got into a little bit of a pickle about the whole thing, uh, having promised the Americans they were going to see this marvellous thing. Then, uh, And then, of course, when we were at home later, somebody informed me I was talking about the Harrods food halls. Um, and I did say, could you have not said that to me at the time? And they said, well, they didn't want to make uh, even more of a fool of me than I'd already made of myself. <clears throat> so um, I don't really know what to say about that, to be honest. Um, and then that was all lovely. Yeah, no, so we had a very nice time with that. It's nice taking people around who don't uh, live in London, because then you start noticing things you haven't noticed before. And um, oddly, we saw this tiny, they're from Texas. Well, they're not originally from Texas, but they live in Texas. Uh, we saw this tiny, tiny 
little plaque on a sort of funny little alleyway. Uh, and I can't remember what it was, but it was something about Texas. It was a sort of the, I think it was late 19th century, early 20th century Texas society or something strange. Uh, but it wasn't strange. Uh, and they'd put this little plaque up, which was quite funny that one of us noticed it. Uh, of course, I then told them that actually this was a, obviously had all been arranged. And I'd done a lot of research and was taking them on the Texan tour of uh, of Mayfair, which I wasn't. I thought that was quite funny. So, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that. It was nice. And then um, and then, then we had a funny Thursday at work because um, at the matinee, um, one of the actors decided to start the show before anyone was ready. <laughs> it wasn't their fault. Something happened and um, the show started and none of us were ready. <laughs> there was a little bit of a panic. I was calm, of course. And uh, who's that person? Hmm. Now they're going into a house down the road. I've never seen them before. And then um, in the evening, this woman just started talking really loudly. I think she was in the upper circle. Uh, I'm not quite, I can't be sure of what she was saying, but it was something about the fact she had children. And uh, I think it was it was part of the show where there was uh, children, sons and daughters or something, I can't remember. I don't know. Um, she could have been autistic, I don't know. But apparently uh, she did go quiet when they got security near her. And um, apparently it was quite unpleasant at the end of the show. So I don't know, really. It was very, it was really, really strange. And the poor actors just, well, they kept going. And she would just think it was the right thing to do. But I wouldn't judge anybody. It was a dreadful situation because she was as loud as they were. So they're trying to speak their lines. And she's like saying something completely spontaneous and different to what they're saying. Um, I think they did a grand job, the pair of them. Uh, it was very odd. So, yeah, that was all that on Thursday. It was quite exciting. It's the most exciting shows we've had so far, actually. And then on Friday night, I went to a marvellous play. Uh, went to the uh, Almeida. Uh, had a meal beforehand, which is very nice. And um, somebody else walking past. There's a child I've never seen before. That's his parent. Was that child all on her own? No, 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 no. And, um... Uh... What was I saying? Yeah, so I went to see House of Shades by Beth Steele. Uh, I know no one is going to get to see it now. Uh, it finishes in a week, but it was absolutely brilliant. Um, I'd gone on a course with her in lockdown, and she was uh, absolutely fascinating. She's got a brain. She's got this massively curious brain. Uh, she's fascinated and interested in everything, and I could have sit and listened to her talk for hours. Um, and... Uh, yeah, so I, I've sort of vaguely kept in touch with her just via Instagram and emails. And um, she knew I was going. Uh, it's a fantastic play. Three hours. Uh, three hours that went so quickly. Uh, Anne-Marie Duff is one of the characters in it. One of the actors in it, rather. Uh, it's a family epic that goes... But it's all sorts of things, actually. It's partly a family epic that goes over th five decades, six decades. Starts in the 60s and ends in the 2000s. 2019, I think. Um, it's political, so it's a sort of state of the nation through the family, uh, and it's also infused with Greek tragedy, uh, which sort of becomes clearest at the end. Um, it's absolutely amazing. Uh, and I got the text, and I read the text the next day, and I just want to go and see it again. I hope it loved it. Um, I think it needs to come into the West End, really. And I think more people need to go and see it. 
Uh, it's a fantastic play. Uh, I did go into the uh, toilets in the break and get really angry about um, the piped music that was playing. I mean, it's just unnecessary in toilets, uh, lavatories, loos, whatever you want to call them, bathroom if you're American. Uh, and then I realised it was my phone. My phone's been doing this weird thing of just, it's been taking on a life of its own. Uh, a friend of mine got a load of photographs, random photographs sent to them via WhatsApp. Uh, I don't know how that happened. It was just in my pocket. And somehow it had got onto Spotify or something. It was just playing this music really loudly. So I was getting really annoyed. I think it was piped music. Uh, fortunately, I didn't go and complain. Um, but there we go. So, um, and then Saturday was Saturday. And then sadly, I had to go and see Darren on Sunday. Anyway, he was very pleased with his present. Uh, in fact, he was absolutely delighted with his present. He loved his pickle fork. And uh, funnily enough, while we were there, I only found out this actually, I had quite a lot of nasty, uh, well, I just got the, the usual nasty uh, text messages because I was trying to tell him that we were late uh, through no reason. They've decided just to do maintenance work on the Northern Line, close half the Northern Line down and not tell anybody until you get there. Uh, so I was late to work on Saturday. That was great. Um, I'm not against maintenance work. I'm just quite pro being given notice. That's all I'm saying. And um, yeah, so I've just got the usual C word, one word text sent to me when I said, sorry, we're late. Uh, anyway, he was very pleased with this. But then I got a load of text uh, since saying, um, he did say, uh, I'll miss out all the swear words. I loved your real present. Now, I didn't. I, I said, did I give you a virtual present too? Then I made this very hilarious... Uh, uh, I sent this hilarious... By the way, for those of you who don't know who Darren is, he's my best friend. He's my newest... He's not my oldest best friend. Uh, he's just my newest best friend. And we love each other very much. So he said that... Uh, and then I got this nasty thing from him saying um, something about filling in a returns label. What was it? Oh, yeah, you can sort the returns label out when you're ready and let me know. So that was really nice. I didn't know what he was talking about. So I just sent a message back saying, well, did I give you a virtual present too? Hilariously, I followed that up with, oh, yes, I did. My love. I'll fill out a returns label and pop it in the post to you so you can get rid of it. I thought that was very funny, actually. And then, um, anyway, it turns out, while we were all there, there was quite a few of us, and it was a very, very lovely afternoon, uh, although the curry was a bit mild. Um, he got a... There was a, I remember it happening, there was a ring on the door, but he disappeared off anyway. He phoned me this morning to say it had been an Amazon delivery of see-through nappies. Uh, he thought this was my hilarious joke, which it wasn't. Uh, so he thought I'd sent him this as a present. Uh, until this morning when a friend of his rang up and said um, they were really tired and had been ordering Darren's present and nappies for their baby and had basically put, got the addresses the wrong way. <laughs> got the addresses the wrong way around. So the baby's got Darren's present and Darren's got a load of see-through nappies. <laughs> what was also hilariously funny, actually, was the fact that one of the people there gave Darren um, a book uh, for his, he's got this toilet reading. It's all about class. All his books by the toilet are political and about class. And um, they just put the book, because uh, he's quite anal, Darren, some of you probably know. Uh, they just put the book in with his other books by the toilet, the loo. Uh, and then 
And of course he did see it because he's just strange. And then I took it upstairs and put it under the sheet of his bed <laughs> and just ruffled the sheet up so you couldn't tell. So then there was a new WhatsApp uh, group uh, created this morning with a very unpleasant title, which I can't say, but it, it involved a word beginning with C. Uh, and his other best friend, Willie. And uh, so obviously thought Willie had done it. And he set this group up. And of course it was me, which I thought was highly amusing. It was a very unpleasant group, actually. I think I might just come out of it. So no, he was very pleased with his pickle fork and he's going to frame it. He said, I'm not quite sure why he's going to frame it. If he wants to frame it, he can frame it. Um, he did a marvellous spread. Uh, he's such a great, he's a really good cook. And uh, a good time was, it was a really lovely, it was a nice afternoon I've had for a long time, I have to say. Uh, it was a really nice bunch of people. And we got a lift home, so that was marvellous. So that was all good. So well done, Darren. Um, then, uh, I think that's enough about him. Um, then, uh, yeah, so yeah, the class thing. As I'm a bit into class uh, by accident at the moment, although I am fascinated by class. I'm still trying to work out what my class is and where I fit into things. So um, my brother had sent me a link to, uh, it's on BBC Sounds, and it's called Cocktail Sticks, and it's an Alan Bennett play, a short play, that uh, someone's adapted for radio. Um, it's an autobiographical thing. Uh, he plays himself, his older self, and Alex Jennings plays his younger self, doing a brilliant impersonation of him. And it's about his parents uh, and how they... Uh, Maury's mum... It's not that his mum wanted to socially climb. She just wanted to be normal, and she thought that having cocktail parties... Uh, was what normal people did. And so she aspired to all these things like cocktail parties and having cocktail sticks um, in order to be normal. And it's very, very sad and very, very funny. It's very funny. It's a delight. So it's only on for a few more days. So if you can catch it, it's on BBC Sounds. I think it comes under drama. I always find things really difficult to find on sounds when they're a drama. But it's called Cocktail Six. Uh, one listener to this has already heard it and really loved it. Uh, and we both decided it's an absolute gem. So please try and listen to that. Uh, and then there's lo loads of class, of course, in um, House of Shades, because uh, it's all set against uh, it's sort of a working class family uh, and against, um, well, through all the periods of political upheaval from the 60s through to the uh, 2019. And then I read because I heard him talking about it, Justin Webb, who's one of the BBC's uh, main correspondents and has been for a long time, he does the Today programme, he's got such a nice voice, he's very, very calm. Uh, he's written, a, and he was talking about it on the radio, and I bought it, a book about his uh, growing up called My, uh, The Gift of a Radio, uh, subtitled My Childhood and Other Train Wrecks. And it is the most beautiful uh I think I used the word elegant someone. I think it's the most elegantly written uh, memoir. It's quite short. Um, it's very, very funny. He's got a real eye for the absurd. Um, but then the absurd that comes out of real sadness and tragedy. So you laugh for a lot and then you realise uh, really what's going on. Uh, the first part of it centres on his parents. Uh, second part centres on his schooling and then the third is sort of him part is trying to find himself as a man in the world um, 
I don't really want to say much about it because you just discover so much as you read it. I can't recommend it highly enough. That's so Justin Webb's Gift of a Radio. It's just a beautiful book. Uh, and you can read it quite quickly. It's quite short. So, um, and then television. Where we, oh, yes. Yeah, so yesterday we started watching uh, Ms. Marvel. Uh, so anybody who's got Disney, uh, it's fabulous. Uh, basically, Captain Marvel is the most powerful, almost godlike uh superhero uh, and captain marvel's a woman uh and anyone who hasn't seen captain marvel it is an absolutely fantastic film and then ms marvel is about uh an american teenager of pakistani heritage living in new jersey who's obsessed with captain marvel um and all she wants to do is go to a big comic-con thing dressed as uh captain marvel and her parents won't let her uh, and then it sort of all goes on from there. It's absolutely joyous. There's only one episode dropped, as they say at the moment. Um, but it's uh, it's joyous. I absolutely loved it. Uh, and it's I think it's groundbreaking. I hope I really hope it's groundbreaking. It's a very ordinary view of a Muslim family in America, which I think we see few enough of those in England. Let I know in America. Have I got anything else to say? I'm not sure about my Lucy and Yak uh, dungarees uh, because uh, I'm not sure about the pockets and I think I might look like an overgrown children's TV presenter of a certain age, <coughs> of a certain old age, of a certain too old age, but I don't know. Oh, um, yeah, talking of Darren, which of course I was, um, a couple of you have been asking about nothing to see here. I don't know what's happening with Nothing to See Here. Uh, those of you who don't know Nothing to See Here, it's a podcast Darren and I did together that we started doing during lockdown and sort of took, well, I was going to say it took a life of its own. Uh, it went in a direction I completely wasn't expecting, thanks to Darren. Um, it has a very loyal following. And um, we, we just, well, it's more Darren than me, through no fault of his own. Uh, has an attempt to do it. So I think the last episode was back in, well, it was last year sometime. So uh, I, we are planning on keeping it going, but I, it, it's not been shelved, but I just don't know when it's going to happen. But maybe after Darren's uh, play in Felling the Causeway, which he's still struggling to fund. Um, maybe after that, we'll see. Anyway. Uh, so fear not, uh, all being well, because we really love doing it. So we are genuinely hoping it'll be back. Uh, I think that's all I've got to say, really. Um, it's very quiet, actually. You didn't see many people going up and down the road, but there's lots of parked cars. Uh, I think I've said enough now. Uh, thank you for listening. <laughs>